What's going on, everyone? This is Drew Code Sports Talk, and I am your host, Andrew Wright. And over in his bedroom is my co-host, Cody Johnson. Cody? Hey, everybody. What is going on? Thank you so much for joining us. We can't wait for you guys to hear this episode. So hope you guys are relaxing and staying out of the heat. And please enjoy. All right, guys. Well, welcome. Um, If you... uh, want to support us in any way or every way, please go to uh, any of the major podcasts, that being Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, iHeart, and Spotify. Go rate and review. Anything and everything does help. And also go check out our social media. We are Drew Code Sports Talk, and we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, also YouTube. And then also go check out our other podcast, Two Bays in a Pod, which is strictly Instagram. So go check all those out. Also, go check out fnxfitness.com. they got great workout gear and uh, great workout uh, supplements, so go check all that out. And if you're interested in getting any of that stuff, um, we can actually get you 15% off your whole purchase, and I'm going to have Cody explain to you how you can get that 15% off. Cody? That's right, guys. Go to DrewCodeSportsTalk.com. We have a section called Partners on the bottom of our homepage where you click on, and it'll have a link that you can click on for fnxfit.com to where you can begin shopping for supplements and workout gear. Uh, you can also use the promo code DrewCode15 to get 15% off your total purchase when you guys are checking out. And with their summer deals going on right now, you definitely could double up on those savings for sure. So um, don't forget also on the website, we do have a section where you can leave us a topic suggestion or comments, or if you guys just want to say, hey, we'd love to interact with you guys. Also, if you guys have a podcast platform you prefer to listen to us on, you can click on any of those links that are live on our website or listen directly on the website. So we definitely encourage you guys to go check out DrewCodeSportsLock.com. And we also have a special section for two bays in a pod on its own, including a new section for Andrew's new blog strictly for San Francisco Giants baseball. So I'd love to pass it back over to Drew so he can explain to you his new blog. Uh, yeah, the blog is uh, just strictly talking about San Francisco Giants baseball. Um, you know, it's an outlet for me to kind of talk a little bit more and more in depth about uh, Giants baseball. Uh, it's one of those things that's just more of a hobby, but it is fun to do. And uh, it's really nice to have a platform to put it on. So that's what we did. And it is once a week. So it's not uh, a long read whatsoever. I try and keep it about... Uh, three paragraphs and that's about as as long as i'll go uh so go check it out it's uh, really in-depth stuff it's really uh, good stuff mainly uh opinions but i do throw in a lot of facts in in there as well so uh really cool and it, it's fun and i appreciate cody for letting me uh you know being able to do that really so enough of all that uh we are well we're we're gearing up for a new uh wave of drew code sports talk um, sorry, I have my son here. He is struggling right now. <laughs> um, we are. We actually have something uh, really exciting to announce. Um, now, normally when we talk uh, sports, we're talking about uh, you know basically general stuff: NFL, NBA, MLB. Uh, you know, we we've thrown in wrestling in there before WWE wrestling. Um, we've thrown in MMA, boxing. A little bit, but um, for the most part, we usually stick to the uh, main uh, sport groups, I guess is what you can call it. Um, but Cody and I have been discussing, and I think we are going to go into a new direction. Uh, we are actually going to be still talking about uh, NFL, NBA, and MLB, but strictly be talking about uh, Las Vegas Raiders football. Uh, we will be talking about Los Angeles Lakers basketball. And uh, we'll talk about San Francisco Giants. And obviously, if there's some big things that go on, we'll kind of touch on that a little bit. But uh, yeah, for the most part, I think we are going to now stick with uh, the teams that we know and love. And, uh, and we're going to continue, uh, continue doing all that uh, for the remainder future. So, uh, Cody, do you have any thoughts on that or uh, anything to add? No, I'm just excited to bring some uh, different content uh, for the audience members and to make things a little fresher. Uh, it's uh, probably be a little easier for us as well, too, to get some, uh, get some content episodes out a little bit faster, considering it's not, uh, you know, such a broad stroke of, you know, NBA, NFL, or, uh, you know, baseball per se. But 
you know, of course, these are the three teams that we love to talk about, and we we fan we fan out about them all the time. So it's actually pretty cool that we're going to be focusing on them and deep dive in. And we hope anybody else that are fans listen and follow along and also uh, you know participate too. We'd love to get that kind of interaction too with any of these uh, teams that we're going to talk about. Yeah, and also we are going to be talking uh, when we talk about college, uh, the college that we know, and we're obviously like two miles away from is Fresno State. So. Um, you know, when, if or when college uh, sports do come back, we'll probably be talking a lot of uh, Fresno State. Um, so just be prepared for all of that. So we are excited about doing that. Um, I think it's going to be we can get a little more in depth and not have to worry about time or what we didn't talk about. Uh, and I think that was kind of the main case for this. So, um, you know, uh, I guess that's all we really need to say. Let's just get into the meat and potatoes now. Let's do it. All right, Cody. Well, um, let's talk about, uh, well, I wrote about this in my blog, so I'm going to start with this. Let's start with Giants baseball because um, I, I've i been getting haircuts from my wife, and she's been cutting it pretty short, which I've actually been enjoying. But um, there's not much left of my hair now after uh, this past <laughs> week as uh-huh. the Giants out of their Six games of the week dropped five of them, Oof. Uh, which was and it was just an awful fashion. So we lost to the Astros the first game, then we won the second game, and then we lost the third game. Um, and it was it was an Astros team that I'm pretty confident we could have beaten. Like mm-hmm. it was, they're not that good. And Jose Altuve is hitting way under the Mendoza line right now, which is. In comparison, Pablo Sandoval is hitting under 200 as well. So, you know, that's that's kind of how I look at it. And it's just like if you're in the same group as Pablo Sandoval, you're just not having a good year. No. Um, so, and it's awesome, too, because there's this Twitter account that I follow. It's uh, like 2020 uh, Astro Shane Tour. Yeah, uh, I follow it, too. They have been a fantastic – I mean, just every – and it's been mainly bashing Jose Altuve with – understandable um i agree with that right um and it's just been oh jose altuve went zero for five today with three strikeouts and you're like she <laughs> is sucking so it's been really fun to watch but anyway the giants really could have come away that series and won it uh-huh the one series i was um i think my wife was concerned that i might kill someone um was the a's series Mm. um the first game we were up by five going into the ninth inning and trevor got who's normally our closer goes in he gives up a grand slam he gives up a solo home run then a grand slam to tie it and so we go into the 10th inning they get a new picture uh tyler rogers who i'm not really keen on either um, and he gives up the game, and we end up losing uh, eight to seven, and we should not have being up five points in a baseball game. You should, I mean, you shouldn't be like a hundred percent comfortable, but you should be feeling good, and you shouldn't have your closer be the one to give up your five runs. Like mm-hmm. it, it should happen. Um, and then the next day, it happens again. We're up. This time, we were only up three points. We throw in our closer again, who is Trevor Gott, and he gives up uh, he gives up all four runs. They don't even go into extras, and the A's end up winning seven to six, which was terrible. And then the final game, we lost fifteen to three. Had nothing to do with the closer on that one. <laughs> it was so bad we had to throw one of our catchers out as a pitcher uh, in the ninth inning. That's not a lie. Um, so <laughs> it was just a really really bad series and actually yesterday uh the giants played the angels and we were leading and trevor got again gave up the lead and the win and so we ended up losing instead so needless to say kapler finally finally decided to say we're going to go with a a different closer uh and we're going to throw uh trevor got in a different position i don't know why it took four or three blown saves to do that but he did that yeah and it's been it's not it's not encouraging and this is what we were worried about going into the year and this is what i was telling you when i said i would be surprised if the giants won 15 games because yeah. their bullpen 
it's trash. I mean, their their starting rotation is doing okay. They're not great, but they're doing they're they're doing enough where when we have leads, we should be comfortable. But it just has not been going well. Um, Cody, I don't know if you watched any of the games, but I mean, if you did or didn't, what what are kind of your takeaways? Well, I so I didn't see any of the pitching fiascos, so I've only caught little snippets, and majority of it is uh, essentially highlights. So I'm seeing that we've got some promising hitters, and we've got some young hitters that we can probably build upon. But when we kind of started this season before we before opening pitch basically came up, we already knew that the Giants' pitching was a problem from the get. We were, you know, I think the first week of the season when we kind of split games with the Dodgers, and then when we looked somewhat alive, you know, the following team we kind of got ahead of ourselves like, Hey, you know, they're looking pretty good. Maybe we, uh, maybe we got something here. And then, you know, of course yeah. you let another week go by and you know, we've, what was it? Dropped six out of the last seven and four of those were blown saves with leads on them. So, which is all a tribute to the bullpen, which is what we've basically been talking about and what we mentioned, you know, before their season even kickstarted. So, you know, we already had low hopes for them. I think we got a little carried away at the start of the season. Um, <laughs> you know, especially against division rivals when we were showing some promise and going against, I know that Texas was at the end of July, beginning of August, we looked pretty well, but uh, as the season winds down, it's just our hitting cannot, our uh, pitching cannot back up our hitting. Like we've got the, we've got now some sluggers on there. I mean, uh, Yostripski, which is, I think your favorite player right now is doing really well. Uh, We have a, I think it's our rookie shortstop. Now, forgive me if I pronounced the name wrong, but it's, is it's, Mm, Soriano I know there's no uh, Mars I, I forget his first name I don't have it on me right now but it's, it's like Bond is the last name yeah um, yeah and then uh see then uh Flores is doing well um so I mean we've got some hitters down there and the other the other player I'm thinking of he's a he's a shortstop but it's donovan i think donovan solano oh donovan solano yeah and then uh mar marcio marcio dubon marcio dubon sorry i yeah i struggled with his name um but anyway so those are some good young hitters that are you know going to be some promise for us in the future but we already knew like their pitching was never going to be more was never going to be another come close to what they need I mean, the only thing we can pray for is some good prospects when we, if we get a high draft pick because, you know, we've got Samarja on the 10-day, um, mm-hmm. you know, and Kevin Guzman is basically our best pitcher with the highest ERA, so that's not very good. We can't rely on our closer. So, I mean, it's just a rough go, man. Like, you know, thankfully the season's only 60 games, so we'll see what the yeah. Giants do. But, I mean, it's always been the pitching that was going to be the Achilles heel for any success that we had this year. Yeah, you know, um, kind of talking about pitching, I mean, Johnny Cueto honestly has looked really good. Um, it's it's when he's getting towards you know, 100 pitches. I Probably when he gets to about 90 pitches in his outing, mm-hmm. he is um, he's starting to kind of leave pitches, you know, in the middle of the plate. Uh, yeah. His command is not as good. Uh, the control is not as as uh, potent as it usually is mm-hmm. uh, and you can only you know throw your guys off or throw the batters off with your uh you know with your wind up every now and then so uh you know johnny cueto has actually been honestly to me uh, somewhat of a surprise yeah um and, and not saying that i didn't think he was going to be good he's just i didn't think he was going to be he was going to look like himself before he got injured last year um, he looked, he looked really good. Um, and, uh, you know, now coming off the injury, I figured he's older, he's what, 34 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was, he probably wasn't going to be the same and, and he looks pretty much the same as he left off. So, um, it, which is a serviceable picture is a picture that you can, um, you can have as your ace. And then, you know, Jeff Samarja, I, I actually like Jeff Samarja after, uh, after the uh, first two innings, <laughs> he always starts off really bad, but after that, he, uh, he gets in his groove. So, um, and then, you know, Tony Watson has been really good out of the bullpen and, uh, Jarlene Garcia 
has actually been pretty good out of the bullpen as well. So, I mean, those are kind of nice. Uh, Logan Webb has been a good a, a good uh, starting pitcher. Um, you know, as you said, Kevin Gosman. Um, you know, Tony Watson, like I said, he's he's good coming out of the bullpen. Uh, they had Trevor Cahill, who's been okay. So they're they're having okay pictures, but it's the bullpen that's killing them. And I and I wrote this in my blog. The the uh, starting rotation has got an ERA combined of five point ten, I think. Jeez. Um, and then which actually in this day and age with the ball flying the way it is, it's still manageable. I mean, it's still something where the Giants are in every game. The issue is the bullpen. The bullpen. A combined ERA of seven point zero nine, and honestly, the only reason it's down was because Jarlene Garcia has an ERA of zero. That's the okay. only reason it has a little bit of a, a decency. Um, so, for the most part, it's been it's been really bad for um, for the Giants in the bullpen wise. But as you said. You know our hitting hasn't been hasn't been bad. I mean our catchers aren't hitting worth worth squat. Uh, mm-hmm. Belt had a rough start when he came off the ten uh, day IL, but um, but then um, uh, he actually hit a home run today. He hit a home run, I believe, yesterday. So uh, and we're recording this on Tuesday, and they actually beat the Angels today. So um, you know it, it's it's good to see Belt starting to get going. Um, obviously, uh, Darren Ruff has been a really nice guy off the bull, uh, off the uh, bench. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Wilmer Flores has actually been hitting over 300. I mean, he should probably start a little bit more, but Donovan Solano is killing it. Evan Longoria actually is starting to kind of get in the groove. So Crawford uh, had a really good game today that I saw. Um, Alex Dickerson is a home run hitter. Slater is a, is a guy I want starting. Mm-hmm. Yastrzemski has been red hot. I mean, he's yeah. been absolutely filthy. I think Hunter Pence should probably be the DH at least half the time, uh, you know, splitting with him and Flores. So mm-hmm. uh, the Giants hitting has been really good. And and uh, actually you can see that with all their – I mean, they scored eight runs today. They scored six runs yesterday. I mean, they're they're scoring over like five runs almost every game. So, um, you know, the Giants look actually fairly decent. It's just the – the uh, starting pitching isn't fantastic, and the bullpen is just horrendous. Yeah, it's been bad. So, uh, nope. but yeah, if you guys want to see more in depth stats, um, I did write a lot about you know how many runs they had scored over that lat- this past week, um, and the uh, combined ERAs of the rotation and the bullpen. So, if you want to see some of those numbers, go check that out. It's a real easy read. Trust me. All right, Cody. Well. We have been uh, talking a lot baseball, which makes me happy. I know yeah. you're not you're not fond of it, but no, but um, I hear you talk about it, so I'm cool with it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, actually, right now we're recording this on Tuesday night. We are watching the uh, Blazers and Lakers, and uh, right now it's getting really chippy. Yeah, <laughs> I just saw LeBron push Eli Whiteside down basically from a box out, um, but. Um, the Lakers, uh, they're struggling with Portland, but listen, Portland is a fantastic offensive team. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone is denying that. Um, but, I mean, kind of what are your thoughts on, or what do you expect the Lakers to do against this Portland team? Well, one of the things I would expect more of is I would actually really would like to see LeBron start get more active um, offensively in terms of scoring. I mean, he does a really good at facilitating. Like I think right now at this point, we're about four and a half left in the fourth as we're recording this. Um, he's, I think he's got like 15 to 16 assists at this point right now. And uh, you know, like I, I appreciate that he's getting everyone involved, which is great, but you know, he, something like this, we need him to really take over. And I know that AD is like a, you know, LeBron and AD or one a and one B yeah. um, just games like this where, you know, the Lakers at one point in this fourth quarter had a six point lead and now they're down by two as we're talking right now. And now it looks like they're struggling to create offense when they were actually flowing. And now we're missing free mm-hmm. throws. Uh, LeBron just missed the fourth free throw in a row for the Lakers and AD had missed the two previous when he was on the foul line. So now, you know, we we're leaving four points on easy free throws and we yeah. could be up right now by two, but now we're down by, we're still down by two at this point. So 
One of the things I'd like to see LeBron do is take over offensively and score a little bit more. Um, I like that the ball rotation is getting to the shooters. Um, yeah. You know, but again, like one of the things I was worried about with the Blazers is, you know, they've got Nurkage and they've got Whiteside and Whiteside is not the most graceful offensive player, but he's a damn good defender, you know, and yeah. he's, he's rebounding that ball. Uh, even though the Blazers are a really bad dip, rebounding team, he like really makes a difference in there because Lakers are killing the Blazers on the offensive boards right now. But, you know, Whiteside is a defensive presence. You cannot get anything inside on them. And when you got Nurkic, you can kind of stretch you out. Lillard, and then you've got um, C.J. McCollum. I mean, you got all these players right now that you got to keep a count on. And the Lakers are a little older, and you know their defenders aren't very versatile. Sometimes, or um, our defenses are very versatile. So, I would really, really like to see the Lakers. Um, you know, I would really like to see the Lakers um, use LeBron a little bit more. But you know, we just need to find a way to you know to shell Lillard and and. CJ McCollum. There's just a lot that we need to do in this playoff series and it's only round one, you know, and I don't know, man, it's, uh, I'd like to feel encouraged, but, uh, it's, uh, the Lakers have their work cut out for them in this series right now. Well, you know, they do. Portland is, is a really good offensive team, but one thing that I've noticed during the uh, bubble so far is this Portland team is not great defensively, and really their their strongest defender is uh, Whiteside, and uh, he's a good shot blocker. I'm not saying he's he's not worth it, but um, you know he gets into foul trouble real easily, um, and so you know Whiteside is only playable. I mean he he's not a like you said he's. <laughs> He leaves a lot of offense to the imagination, to be yeah. frank, you know. Um, and, and you're right. You know, you want to see LeBron take the take, take control a little bit more. Uh, like you said, he's got 14 assists. I don't have any problem with that because I saw that, and it was before the fourth quarter. Um, so, um, you know, if he's using the first three quarters to get his team involved, I'm okay with that because what you end up doing is you give those guys – on your team, the confidence. So let's say you do end up starting to take take control of the game and then they start double-teaming you or triple-teaming you. You now will trust your guys to, when they get the ball, that they're going to shoot it right away and they'll they'll believe it's going to go in because uh, you have given that, you've given them that confidence for that whole game. So uh, I have no problem with it. I think right now what we're, like you said, we're missing those free throws. Um, I don't have, I'm not really concerned that right now Portland is ahead with three minutes left, uh, up by three. I'm really not that afraid of it because we essentially kind of the last few games of the bubble, we kind of, you know, uh, mailed it in, in a sense. I don't want to mm-hmm. say that we just gave it up, but you know, we, we didn't play LeBron as long. We didn't play Anthony Davis as long. You know, um, we're trying to get the guys that, you know, the other guys trying to get them in, involved a little bit more, you know, and whatnot. So I'm not, I'm not too worried. Um, you know, as, as I just saw on this, um, on this uh, uh, defensive uh, what possession, they had uh, Kyle Kuzma on Nurkic. I don't like that. I'd rather see Kuzma on Melo or or LeBron on Melo or whatever it may be. And I, I'd rather see them on on mellow and and it was uh, i think it was kcp who was on mellow and i just i don't like that at all mm-hmm. uh, i think there's there's some things that we can that we need to do differently on uh, defense i mean right now we have our offensive uh unit out there um and i feel like we should still have like a dwight howard at the end of the game because mm-hmm. he is a he was roughing up eli whiteside earlier in this game I mean, yeah. he was getting called for fouls, but after a while, he was starting to get physical, and they were getting frustrated, mm-hmm. and he was getting in their head, you know? Well, so, so the Blazers at this point right now have five fouls uh, with Carmelo Anthony, Gabriel, Nurkic, uh, and Whiteside. Yeah. Uh, and right now, as we're recording this, uh, Dwight Howard also has five, so it could be why he's sitting them, and Danny Green also has five, but one of the things I'm kind of concerned with is LeBron James as a facilitator. I don't have a problem with him taking three and a half quarters to get everyone involved and get confidence. It's great. Except, you know, there's times where it looks like he's doing too much. And like, for example, he leads the team right now in total turnovers with four and we've only committed nine as a team. And 
I know that as we've been recording this, we saw a couple, uh, we saw like one or two that were super careless that you and I did not care for at all. But (laughs) it's one of those things where like turnovers are straight buckets for, um, you know, for Portland, you know, you can't with Carmelo Anthony on the floor, who's now turned into like a three and D kind of a guy, um, you know, with Lillard who can literally shoot it from half court and you got to like, you know, play up on him. I always preach that uh, McCollum is like one of the more skilled players that we have in the league. You can't leave him alone. So turnovers Mm. aren't just something that we can just give up. And, you know, for, I know that it's just the playoffs. It's one game, but you know, like for example, um, the Bucks lost today against the Magic, and what do the Bucks and the Lakers have in common other than they're the favorite in their respective division? Is that you know the their eight game bubbles that they had, they kind of struggled getting in a rhythm or offensively, and so the teams that are beating them have found a stride, have found a rhythm and a confidence. And it's one of the things I was worried about if the Lakers didn't kind of you know get some good quality wins under their belt, and you know teams like Blazers that basically you know rode a high into the playoffs are now giving them a run for their money. And that's one of the things that concerns me. And, you know, like, I don't know if you remember this. I think it was in 2006 when um, the um, Golden State Warriors were eighth seed and uh, the Dallas Mavericks were the number one seed. And I think they won like 66 games or something like that. And the Warriors, the eighth seed, beat the Mavericks in six games and it was like one of the biggest upsets. And it was because the Warriors at the time were extremely hot and beat a Mavs team that was the best regular season team. But they, they for some reason, couldn't get past the first round with the Warriors. And the Blazers team aren't, as, aren't in that quality in terms of like they're a bad eighth seed. But, you know, the Lakers, the Lakers' chances of not getting out of this first round, in my opinion, are, are a lot higher than what people want to admit, in my opinion. So... But we'll see. I think what we're running, what the Lakers are running into right now is exactly what you said. We're running into a hot team. I mean, Damian Lillard has been the MVP of this bubble, no question. Um, and um, you're kind of running into, okay, CJ McCollum just came off of a really good game. Nurkic came off of a really good game. And Mello came up with a uh, really clutch game, uh, their last game against uh, Memphis. So, you know, you're you're running into a team that not only is hot, but I mean, half of the starters are hot, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and and that's a scary combination. Um, You know, honestly, I I still am 100% sure that the Lakers will come. I am. I'm 100% sure that the Lakers are going to come out and um and win this series but i do believe that they're gonna have to start putting like a a danny green on on damian lillard um because damian or danny green will play rough with them he's not afraid to uh to get into foul trouble a little bit Mm -hmm. um kcp he's a good defender you could put him on mccollum i would much rather have um they were having a lot of KCP on, on Lillard. I would much rather have Green on Lillard because he's a veteran defender, so he's not afraid of anything uh, coming at him. I mean, Danny Green, when he was with the Raptors, was – I mean, it wasn't Kawhi who was put on the best offensive player. It was always Danny Green. So you can trust him in that situation. Uh, so I would much rather have Danny Green against Lillard, KCP on McCollum. Uh, you can put LeBron on Melo. Um, if you want, or if you want Kuzma on Melo, I'm okay with that. And put, um, you know, you can put LeBron on. Um, I don't know who the power forward, the how the who they're starting at power forward right now, in Portland. But you know, Hegonia. Uh, he, he, I don't know how to say his last name. Some some <laughs> European last name starts with an H. H E N. That's all I know. Um, they've been playing him a lot, or. Um, you know, Trent Jr. Uh, plays a lot of minutes, or Gabriel. I think you could put LeBron on, on any of those guys and feel good about it. Mm-hmm. And then you have Anthony Davis, um, you know, at, uh, at at five. Or, you know, if you start with Dwight Howard or JaVale McGee, whoever you want, yeah. um, you know, and you can put Anthony Davis on the power forward and put LeBron on Melo. So I, I think the Lakers actually do match up well with Portland. I think we're just running into Damian is hitting everything and 
anywhere at any time. Um, you know, McCollum actually, uh, his shot, his, uh, hasn't fully come back, but it's, it's, you still have to worry about him. Mello has been coming in clutch, uh, the last couple of games now he has, he hit a, he hit a big three earlier today. So, um, you know, the Lakers, you have to be concerned about these guys, but honestly, I think we do match up. Well, we just, we need to get into our groove. And I think, in the fourth quarter here, we really didn't get in our groove and missing free throws really doesn't help. You know, we lost what by seven points today, you make those four free throws and uh, you're only down by three. And so it's a much easier, uh, it's a much easier feat than being down by seven with, you know, 16 seconds left. Yeah. I mean, in just in perspective too. So as, so as of right now, the game is over. The Blazers did win a hundred to 93 over the Lakers. Um, so just perspective on the free throw game that you were talking about, Drew is, um, the Lakers, uh, hit 20 out of 31 Blazers hit 25 out of 33. Also, we shot 15% from three point going five of 32 and the Blazers went 38% hitting 13 out of 34. So, you know, seven points right there. Just if you make half those 11 free throws that you missed and you make one or two more threes, then, you know, we win that game. And, uh, but I, I don't disagree with your adjustment that you mentioned. I would probably say I would feel more comfortable if I had LeBron on Lillard, to be frank, because I think LeBron playing Lillard physical and getting the ball out of his hands and not allowing that range to affect, um, you know, spreading the Lakers, I think would be a little bit better because like, for example, if um, we're going to let LeBron be a facilitator and maybe play a little harder defense on, um, on Lillard, then I think that length will help. And also, you know, if he can't get into a rhythm and you leave him open to shoot and he can't knock it down, I think that's beneficial. But um, you know, my fear about putting like someone like Danny Green or Kyle Kuzma or you know KCP on Lillard is that obviously when he runs, he's not going to keep up. But at least LeBron's length could minimize that, in my opinion. But you know, a lot of things need to change for the Lakers. They need to hit their free throws. Um, they need to knock down their shots. Um, you know, we just need to. We have the guys to do it. We just need to get into this rhythm, like what you're mentioning. Is we just for some reason since we've been in the bubble, have only been able to get into rhythm like a handful of times. And the Blazers being red hot right now, we can't afford to make any sort of mistakes as we're down uh, one game to nothing right now in the first round. I I do want to mention this. You know, the Lakers are are a pretty old team. So older people do tend to take a little bit longer uh, getting <laughs> back in the rhythm. So that's going to be my argument in that. Um, I mean, Danny Green, I mean, he's he's been in the league for a long time. You know, and I mean, he was a youngster when when they were winning in San Antonio with uh, Tim Duncan, mm-hmm. you know, so that kind of puts it in perspective in my mind is, you know, uh, Duncan's been out for quite a while now. Well, I wouldn't say quite a while, but, um, you know, he he has been out for a bit and uh, Danny Green, you know, then was there with Kawhi Leonard for a while and. And then he moved with him to Toronto, and and now he's with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really the only young guys the Lakers have is uh, a Kyle Kuzma. Mm-hmm. Is um, I mean, you could say Anthony Davis is still pretty young. I mean, I don't think we would argue that Anthony Davis is not young, but um, I mean, he's you know, twenty-seven. I mean, he's yeah. I mean, he's not definitely he's in not, his prime for sure. Yeah, no, no, no. But what I mean is he's been in the league for a while. I mean, young yeah. guys that, you know, really don't have that experience, Kyle Kuzma, Alex Caruso, those are really the only guys we have that are young yeah. um, that play all the time. Um, so that is a little worrisome. But I really do think, I think it's, you got older players, you got guys who it's going to take a little bit longer, and I think that's why we've come out flat. I'm, you know, I'm not 100% worried um, about us losing game one. I mean, we saw the Bucks lose, and I really thought that was going to happen because they weren't playing their guys a lot. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's kind of the same with the Lakers. Um, and, you know, LeBron dropped a triple-double, and he was probably the only one who was who was doing anything and everything that, that he wanted to. So yeah. I'm not too worried. It, it's a little worrisome that we – 
uh, that, you know, he gets a triple-double and we lose. But mm-hmm. it also kind of makes sense because really the, the big story is Anthony Davis has not shown up in the fourth quarter and he pretty much didn't hear in this yeah. fourth quarter. Um, you know, uh, Danny Green has struggled with his shot. KCP has struggled with his shot. Um, you know, Markeith Morris actually had a nice game today. Um, but, you know, Kyle Kuzma, he, he was actually hitting some shots, but they didn't go to him as much as they probably should have. So mm-hmm. there are things that the Lakers could fix that I can see in, in, this, uh, in this playoff series actually sorting itself out. But, um, you know, as of right now, we're down 0-1, and, and uh, we're going to we, we're gonna have to win the next game. I think it's, it's going to be big because you don't want to go down 0-2 and um and play this hot team you know you want to put them in check as early as you can well what makes it difficult too with the blazers is at any given point and it's actually they've done it already where lillard uh mccollum nurkage anthony will all have 20 plus points and my fear is with the lakers is you know with Anthony and James, even though they're a great one, two, you know, they've, they've been known to get, you know, 25, 28 each any given nights. But my concern is like, where's that third score going to come be uh, going to come from? Because the, you know, third highest score was Kuzman with 14 and then followed by Danny green. And we have KCP that only had, you know, one point. We have Morris that had five points. We have uh, Dwight Howard that only had four points. I mean, that's a former, defensive player of the year, you know, someone that used to score 20 plus points on a team as a primary scorer that's now struggling to, you know, do that. And Dion Waiters only played one minute, you know, and I know that he's a playmaker. I, you know, I'd like to see where they can get more offense somewhere if they, you know, run dry with AD or, or James or even Kuzma, if they, if all three of them aren't really doing well, who's the next guy that's going to step up? Cause we can't have we can't have more guys in single digits than double digits and expect to win a championship. That's just not going to, that's just not going to work. And it doesn't, it's not going to beat the Blazers. It's not going to beat, you know, the Bucks. If we get there, it's not going to beat the Clippers. If we meet them, even though we've beaten them twice now, but you know, it's, it's not going to be enough if we don't get our scoring and our, our team, you know, running on all cylinders and, yeah. You know, and it's, it is game one game two. I'm encouraged that we're going to come out, you know, and have a little bit more fire in our bellies, but, you know, again, we're playing a hot team that we can't take lightly. And, you know, I, we'll see how the rest of the series plays out. So, yeah, you know, I, I'm with you. I'd rather see, um, you know, I'd rather see more Dion Waiters than Alex Caruso. Um, just for the fact, Alex Caruso is a nice player. He's a good all-around player. Uh, Dion Waiters is a scorer. Um, and with Caruso, I think you can – you can say, excuse me, sorry. You can make the argument of, um, you know, Caruso is a guy who who would rather pass than shoot. And you already, when you have LeBron James out there, you really don't need another guy like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, throw out Deion Waiters when LeBron's out there. And then when AD is there, then you can put in Alex Caruso. I think that would be a better fit. I think Caruso fits better with... Uh, uh, with an Anthony Davis type game, and I think Dion Waiters fits uh, better LeBron James game. And um, you know, I did also notice, and what I do like, and kind of going in, into some positives, is um, at the end of the first quarter, they kind of shut down Anthony Davis. They they took him out of the game, and then in the beginning of the second quarter, they went about I want to say about seven minutes remaining in the second quarter. And then they threw out Anthony Davis. And I'm okay with that because you want to conserve him as much as you can. Why not? Because you know that all these games are going to be close. Let's not kid ourselves. Even if the Lakers are swept by the Blazers, they're not going to lose by 20 points. It's not going to happen. There's, there's, there's a guy named LeBron James on that team. He's not going to let that happen. I mean, seriously. And and you brought up a really good point, too, of putting LeBron James on Damian Lillard. I'm good with that only if you do it, um, you know, the last six minutes of the fourth quarter. Um, really make him pass it. But what, what Lillard has, what the Lakers don't have, is, you know, um, C.J. McCollum, uh, Carmelo Anthony, uh, Nurkic can make some some really tough shots. So, um, you know, with with the Lakers, you have Kuzma, but he's very inconsistent. Obviously, Anthony Davis, um, but uh, 
Anthony Davis has not proven himself in the fourth quarter with the Lakers, and that is an issue. He had 28 points today, but he was 8 of 24 today. 8 of 24. And he only had 11 rebounds, and that needs to go up. I know he's splitting rebounds with Dwight Howard and and JaVale McGee, Mm -hmm. but the rebound number, we need to get Nurkic out of there. We need to get Whiteside out of there. Because then when we got offensive rebounds, I saw Anthony Davis get a couple. I saw LeBron. I saw Dwight Howard. When we got those, it were they were big plays. They were momentum plays for the Lakers. So offensive rebounds are huge. They need to get those those rebound numbers up. So those guys need to crash the board and get Nurkic and Whiteside out of there. Box them out. If you have to go two, three guys deep, I'm okay with it. Yes, I know if you know Lillard and McCollum get down there, you know, you're kind of running that risk. But, you know, if they're kind of wide open, they may not go for the three. They may try and go inside. So you're willing to give up the two, uh, an open two rather than an open three in, in that scenario between those two guys. So, I, 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 again, I think it's very correctable. I think it's, I think it's a, a situation where the Lakers still can, can win these games. So, uh, for me, uh, I'm not I'm not worried, um, but there are things that they need to fix, obviously. So, yeah, I'm curious to see what uh, Coach Vogel is going to do in Game Two, and you know, Blazers are going to come ready. We need to come ready, and uh, it's a it's all all in all though, it's good to have Laker basketball back. That's for sure. So. <laughs> you know, one thing too, I would like to see Jr. Smith um, play mm-hmm. a little more and and the reason i'd like to see him is he's a good defender and he's a guy who can make shots if kcp isn't getting it done you can throw in jr smith and you can put him on lillard you can put him i would put him on mccollum personally yeah um but um you know you could put him on lillard and he's not going to be afraid of that again he's another veteran guy um who's a good defender and like i said he can shoot kcp is kind of the similar way Honestly, I think J.R. Smith is a better all-around basketball player than KCP, to be perfectly honest. So um, I, I think there's going to be some different rotations going into game two. Mm-hmm. I'm, a little, I'm, a little con- I, I'm a little shocked that you know, Vogel didn't throw out waiters more, uh, J.R. Smith more. I, I, you know, I'm a little surprised by that, but in the end, I, I do feel like you're going to see them more throughout this series now. Yeah, I imagine Vogel was trying to go with a more of a set um, set rotation that he's done during the season, rather than you know waste too much waste too many minutes in the in the first game just to kind of like feel out the Blazers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I imagine you know game two he'll probably be a little bit more free, maybe get some more bodies in there and you know change rotation a little bit because you know I like Caruso. He's he's been great for our team. I would like to see you know maybe ten minutes of of what Caruso gets goes gets separated between waiters and and Smith and preferably with LeBron on the court, just to see, you know, if LeBron's going to be a facilitator, get some shooters open or, you know, have waiters and AD on the floor at the same time, you've got, you know, waiters that could, you know, play off the ball and, and be, uh, be a scoring option or a threat with the ball in his hand, or you have AD who's there who can do either one. So you've got to still play, you know, stretch a little bit. Um, if you're that, if you're the opposing defense. So, We'll see what Vogel does, though. I mean, I, I trust the Lakers aren't going down without a fight. I mean, I don't, again, I don't see them losing the series, but it'll definitely be a hard-fought one for sure. Yeah, and, and this is what we were worried about. I mean, you look at the Clippers yesterday. I mean, the, the Mavericks went on a 48-18 run. <laughs> and, you know, there's still people who are like, well, they ended up winning. You know, they won, they won. Okay, yeah, they did, but the Mavericks have zero defense. I mean, at least Portland has some defenders on their team and you know Trent Jr. in you know Porzingis or I'm sorry not Porzingis I'm thinking Mavericks now in uh, Whiteside mm-hmm. um, you know you have Gabriel who's actually um, come into uh, a nice role as a defender and and uh, somewhat of a shooter as well and Nurkic is a really good uh, well I wouldn't say really good but he, he's a good defender and so they have some defenders versus the Mavericks Really, your only defender on that team is Porzingis. He's never sniffed the playoffs. <laughs> um, you know, this is Luca's first uh, playoff stint. And then um, you also have Seth Curry, who finally uh, is kind of a, a big-time role player, and he blew a hor- – I mean, he had an awful play towards the end. He had a 
he had a three and Luca was out on the three and he was wide open and Seth Curry was double teamed and he goes up for the shot and completely misses. And it was just like, it's just, you know, stuff like that. So the Clippers are kind of getting lucky with inexperience when the Lakers, they're facing a Portland team who's had experience in the playoffs Mm -hmm. who just came off of a playoff run last year and is now this year, one of the hottest teams going into the playoffs. So um, I think a lot of people who are comparing the Clippers and Lakers and well, look, the Clippers won. Yeah. The Clippers won against an unexperienced team versus the Lakers just lost by only seven and only honestly, probably because of their free throws, mm-hmm. um, you know, they lose by seven. So I, I'm not too worried. I think it's all correctable stuff. Yeah, I agree too. And um excited to see, I mean, I think their next game is on Thursday night. So Definitely see what LeBron and AD and the rest of the crew got uh, for the Blazers. But, you know, arguably, too, the Blazers are probably not only the hottest team, but the most hungry team yeah. left in the playoffs right now. I mean, Lillard, want that, uh, Lillard wants that championship. You know, Carmelo wants that championship. And, you know, right now, like, you know, LeBron and AD are trying to capture one for L.A. for, you know, obvious reasons. But, you know, yeah. the Blazers, though, man, they're they're going to be a tough out. So, yeah. Um... Yeah, they're they're a tough team for sure, and I think what we've been talking about. I mean, there there are real concerns, but you know, I think this Lakers team is a, is a better defensive team, and I think, um, you know, offensively, I don't think they're going to be as bad as they were today, to be honest. So, um, we'll see. Um, you know, uh, something something to definitely watch. It's going to be an exciting series. I mean, honestly, I figured this series might go seven games. I really still think that because, like we said, this is a hot team. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a tough series, but I do think the Lakers will end up uh, being, winning this series. So, All right, well, Cody, one thing I did want to touch on real quick, uh, Raiders went on full pads today in training camp. It was really exciting to see. Uh, people are talking about the uh, new rookie, Brian Edwards. They're loving him. I mean, Mariota is talking about him. Uh, Carr's talking about him. The the cornerbacks are talking about him. Gruden's talking about him. Uh, Ole, uh, Olsen, the uh, the offensive coordinator, is, is talking about him. I mean, the whole organization is talking about him. And so he's – and he looks – built. I mean, he could be probably our number four, five tight end. So, I mean, he looks, he looks good. Um, so we'll see, hopefully he'll, he'll be as good as he looks right now in training camp, but exciting to see Raiders football, hopefully football, uh, happens because, you know, right now it's kind of unsure. Yeah, we will see. I know I've heard a lot of positive things about Edwards and honestly, the guy's uh six, three two twelve. So, I mean, he's, he's a big body. So car loves throwing to those, you know, big receivers and especially Edwards, who's got, some speed on him and he uh, you know he was uh touted in the combine with some with some good hands you know for being uh for being a big receiver so we definitely need that and and some reliability especially when we have a speedy receiver with rugs and a big bodied uh receiver and edwards um car's got some weapons man it's uh hopefully the hopefully these rookies can mature a little quickly i know it's a different off season than what everybody else is used to but you know, I feel like the what I've seen on the Raiders uh, with the Raiders has been some really good like chemistry and some continuity between all players. You know, doing their best to stay in contact with each other, work hard. Especially Carr has been a pretty good leader about that with uh, some offseason programming with the offense. So, you know, I'm excited to see what the Raiders do, uh, especially in their new stadium and in the new in a new city. Unfortunately, it's not in California anymore, but you know, it's still Raiders yeah. football. We're still faithful to them. It's just. Uh, going to be different to see but i'm encouraged um we'll just see how the season plays out especially when uh it gets closer to starting and you know fingers crossed hopefully we uh we get off and running with no hiccups and you know hopefully there's no season cancellations or delays so yeah for sure all right guys well um we're really excited about uh the new era of drew code sports talk um you know we get to talk about our favorite teams and and we get to talk about a little more in depth and kind of our knowledge of these teams so i know cody and i are very excited and uh man lakers basketball has is you know in full effect you know with the playoffs and obviously of course they have to lose you know game one of first round so 
you know, all of the social media and uh, sports media is going to be, oh, well, the Lakers, they could be losing. They're, they don't look good. And I bet you LeBron is going to come out on fire on Thursday. So if you want to see a game where LeBron takes over, watch Thursday night. I guarantee you LeBron is not going to lose game two. I'm, yeah. Yes, I'm putting it on there. <laughs> I'm guaranteeing it. So if you listen to this on Thursday, I'm saying it now. They are going to win game two. Saying it. I'll hold you to that, Drew. Good. I hope you do. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, any final thoughts, Cody? No, man. Uh, Lakers basketball is here. Um, you know, faithful to them. And yeah, I'm sure they'll pull it off in game two. But uh, everybody be out. Uh, everybody outside be safe. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Be nice to everybody. And uh, I think that's it, man. I don't have any other public service announcements, so. <laughs> yes, please wear your mask. Please, please, please. Um, I want to go out of town. I'm dying. I know. I need so, to get back in the gym. I need everyone to wear their mask so we can yes. get this thing lifted so I can get back in the gym. Yes, for sure. Uh, I actually saw the uh, the place where actually coronavirus started. Uh, I forget the city in China, but. Uh, Wuhan? Yeah, they, they're uh, because they're three months without coronavirus or they're three months coronavirus free. Uh-huh. And, uh, so now they're having a big old party, uh, I believe today or tomorrow. So uh, great. I want to I want to go, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> they're going to jumpstart it. <laughs> well, they're they're Corona free. So, I mean, oh, OK, that's cool. All yeah, right. that's. So, I guess I mean, if that did happen, I'd party too. I mean, knowing that everyone's yeah. free of it, I would do that. Yeah. And, and they did. I mean, they wait. I mean, you got to give it credit too. It's not like they did it three days after. It's three months after. So you got to give it to them. See, you know, and I, here I we it. are. Like, it feels like, what are we like six months into this thing, and we can't get our stuff together to have a to be free of this thing? Come on, people. Yeah, I know. Dude. All right, guys. Well, enough coronavirus talk for one night. <laughs> um. It's just going to make me mad. Um, but uh, go check out Two Bays in a Pod. Uh, we are going to be reviewing episode three of season one of the Umbrella Academy. Uh, we've already done season one or uh, season one. We've already done episode one and episode two. Those are really fun. So episode three will be no exception. So, uh, well, without further ado, we'll see you guys next week on Drew Code and uh, Monday morning for Two Bays. 